everyone. This is Dr. Colleen Meyer with Meyer and Mintz LLC, bringing you uh, Fearless in Pink. You guys, we have an amazing, an amazing, an amazing woman with us today. Um, you're going to be blown away by the, the, the knowledge this woman has about triumphing over grief. Her name is Sheree Barnes. She is the, she's an author, a coach, a therapist, and the founder of the Healing Group Community, LLC. She helps people triumph over grief and life transition process. She's the creator of the Triumph Over Grief membership program and Healing Group Community Online Support Network. So, Sheree, welcome to Fearless in Pink. So go ahead and tell us a little bit more about you that I haven't already covered. Hi, Colleen. The floor is yours. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast. Um, I appreciate it. You've said like a lot. So I am a therapist. I am a coach. Um, I'm a counselor and I help people triumph over their grief. Um, it's a personal journey for me as I begin to figure out how to triumph over my own grief. And so as I figured out how to climb myself out, I wanted to help others. And so that is kind of how I founded my business and kind of what I do today. I love that. I love that. So you say this is your personal experience. When you got into, you decided, <clears throat> did you, which came first? I wanted to be a therapist. And then I went through this and I focus on grief now, or something happened where, you know, you were in, you, something happened to you where you where you want to say, okay, I have experienced grief. I want to share that. And then became a counselor, which, which way did it go? I was a therapist first. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to use the skills that I've learned, the knowledge from school and all that. And I'm like, I can do this. But when it hit home, you know, how sometimes things hit so close to home that, mm -hmm. you know, you can't see it. But then when it really hits you or you know someone it hits you're like oh my god I can't do this and so I'm trying to use the stuff in a tool belt box then a book bag that I learned and it didn't work so I was like okay I got to figure out something and so you know I'm trying to take the skills I learned to help myself and it just wasn't working and so I just really had to really figure out how to help my own self in my own grief journey. And so, like I said, it was my own intimate grief journey. I lost uh, the love of my life. Mm. And so that was just the worst time of my life. And so as I began to pick up the pieces of my life and use the tools I learned and, you know, and I tell people all the time, therapists need a therapist. And so I had to get a therapist to help myself. And mm -hmm. so I, I use those tools to help me. And as I begin to do that, I begin to get better. And, you know, now I help other people deal with grief and life transitions and, you know, help people get to a better place. You know, that's amazing that you take that experience, you know, because there's a lot of counselors out there. And I think what makes you special as a therapist is you went through something that was painful. You said to yourself, I need additional support, even though I'm a therapist, then you went, you learned, and then now you help other people. Because I think if, if a person's going to, it's easier to relate to somebody who's been through it. Yeah. 
And I think you bringing that to the table is impactful for people going through grief and loss. Don't you, don't you, don't you think that's true? I mean, you know, if I was trying to say it, you know, they're going to be like, get out of here, you know, but you know, you know what somebody's talking about, you know, what that feels like they can believe in you and you can say, I get it. And they know that you got it. Yep. That is so true. I mean, I tell people all the time, you know, as a therapist, I I deal with grief specifically, but, you know, life transition, anxiety, depression, you know, other things that we all experience in life. Mm -hmm. I help people with that as well. But when it comes to grief specifically, I can truly say I walked in those shoes and I, I understand, you know, when you don't go to sleep at night and when you can't eat or when you need someone to come and hold your hand as you're in the process, you know, I know what that feels like because I had people to do it for me, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I encourage people to find a support system, no matter where you are in your grief journey, because sometimes you're at the very beginning, you're kind of like in the middle and not the end because you're going to experience grief for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, to love is to grieve and to grieve is love. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to experience that the rest of your life. But when you are no longer in that place where you're crying every day and you can't make decisions for yourself or, you know, what, or whatnot, when you get to the end, you can move forward or you have more skills to help you be better, you know, and so you're going to always be in that space. You know, I, I, I've seen people grieve. Actually, I, one of my dearest friends that I've known since I was in seventh grade un- unexpectedly oh, lost her sister sure. um, recently. Yeah. And she said, she said, um, this is the hardest thing I have ever done in my life yeah. or been through in my life. Yeah. Do you find that it's sometimes people don't know how to grieve? I mean, they're grieving, but but to deal with that and, and process it. Oh yeah. You know what? There's no handbook to this stuff. You mm-hmm. just kind of go as you go along. And that's why you need that support system, whether it is a, a coworker, whether it's a church member, whether it's your neighbor, whether it's a classmate, you need somebody to hold your hand as you kind of walk through this because there's nothing written that says, okay, on day 15, you're going to do this or year 20, you're going to do this. I mean, there's nothing that says this is the guidelines that you follow, you know, and so you just kind of have to figure out as you go, it's minute by my minute, you know, day by day, week by week, you know, month by month, what that looks like and figure, figure it out and fill in the places that you know you, you you missed. That's amazing. Now you also have your um, you also have your healing group community. Mm-hmm. So tell us what that is. Sure, uh, it's a community uh, that I have on Facebook. Um, it's a private group, and you have to be invited to join. Mm-hmm. And so we are a bustling membership of two hundred and forty people. And so every day we have a different theme, and it's designed to help you triumph over your grief to to heal you know and so Mondays we do motivational pieces and so we post things that will motivate someone that's in their grief journey and so on Tuesdays we do things what did you triumph over and it's not necessarily you triumph over grief but it could it could be 
I triumphed over, I didn't cry as much last week, you know? And so we do post that way. And on Wednesday, everybody, everybody wins. You know, mm-hmm. you see those posts is when and Wednesday. There is a win each week, each day, each month in your journey. And so we want to talk, we talk about that. And we want to know about it because we want to celebrate you. On Thursdays, you know, you triumphing over something. It's not necessarily your grief, but it's something. Friday is resources. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times, and there's people from all over in the group. And so we post resources for someone who may need it, whether it's another support group, whether it's um, clothing, whether it's food, it's something that you might need. And especially we talk about uh, things with kids. And so, you know, our young people, they deal with grief different ways. And so there may be something that it will impact the kids, an activity or Mm -hmm. something that may just help them a little better. And on Sundays, because I am a woman of faith, we post um, things about inspiration and church and self-care you know so there's each day seven days a week there's something designed to help you whether it's that one little post you read in the morning Mm -hmm. or that post you read in the evening and then I do special trainings for my group so I have a training this Friday coming up we're going to talk about secondary losses so you Mm -hmm. know primary loss is the actual physical death of the individual. But then when you have those secondary losses, those are all these other losses that people experience that we don't talk about. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to have a special training about that on this Friday. So just try to help people get a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of laughter, a little fun, a little something to help them in their journey. No, it, you know, I like that you have that group because I've seen this myself and I, and I'm going to be honest. Cause you know, we were, we're transparent here. That's right. Yes, we are. I get uncomfortable too. You know, people get yeah. uncomfortable when somebody's grieving because it's not that you don't care about a person, but for me, I can speak for myself. And I think this is true for other people. I don't know how to comfort that person. So it becomes uncomfortable. And, you know, and we can't tell people get over it. I, I hate yep. that. Or, or we're going to give you closure. Like if somebody was, you know, a victim of a crime, we're yeah. going to give you closure. It's like, what closure can you possibly give me? Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about um, like me being uncomfortable and, and how you can help people like me to help other people that are like maybe a family or friend? Yeah, and then. Know. It, I mean, it, grief is so uncomfortable. I mean, you know, you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to deal with it. You want to just lock it up in a box and put it in a corner somewhere because like, I don't want to be bothered with it. But, you know, I, and the, 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 the saying everybody says is that either one, I know how you feel mm-hmm. or my condolences or I'm sorry for your loss. Sometimes people just really need to know that you are there for them. And so, you know, I don't say the cliche, I'm sorry for your loss. Mm -hmm. You're in my thoughts, you know, because I want them to know that one, I am sorry, but I want them to know that you are in my thoughts. I said, since I'm a woman of faith, you're in my prayers, Mm -hmm. you know, that, and, and when they feel at, at some point that they want to either have help or, or, or they want to reach out. One of the things that, you know, we do, like I said, we talked about this with Michelle, you bring food to people, you know, cause mm-hmm. they're hungry, you know, yeah. that's a way of uh, self-expression. It's a way of love, but you know, not necessarily bringing food all of the time, maybe connecting with someone that's close to them 
and finding out from them specifically, is there something that they're really in need of? Mm. Tell me what it is so that I can do it. It may not be a meal. It may be picking up the laundry. It may be getting the kids from school. It may be having the kids Mm -hmm. for a couple of hours just so that they can have a peace of mind. And so going back to, you know, being uncomfortable, it is a very comfortable situation, uncomfortable situation, but sometimes being with that person just in the same room, not necessarily saying anything, them knowing you're there, that is comfortable uh, for you. And it's definitely comfortable for them because you're there for them. You know, I'd like that what you were saying that really makes sense to me because when people, I think, I mean, people have great hearts and they want to bring food and they want to do these things, but just being with them and being still, you know, and I think to me, that's doable because that's me. That's the real me, you know, rather than trying to figure out how I need to be for this person. Mm -hmm. And you're saying it's authentic, you mm-hmm. know, they can be in a living room and you can just be in the kitchen watching television, watching the kids in the next room while they're playing a game or TV or something. Just the fact that you're there and they don't have to worry about I'm making arrangements and I'm kind of call people and I, I, I'm doing this. There's someone that's within eye shot of them taking care of the kids. You know, mm. that's one less than they have to worry about. You know, that's that's so impactful to me. I think that that gives people um, ways that they can help without that all that other stuff that makes, mm-hmm. I think, people feel uncomfortable just being being yeah. there for that person. Yeah. I love that. No, Sheree, would you, tell me when you're dealing with somebody comes in who's dealing with a, a loss, mm-hmm. you know, do you have them do journaling? How do you, what what kind of things do you say to them maybe? um to help them because it's a process right yeah yeah go from then they go from here and, then, and it's a process and you know what are the things that you would tell them you know is there something uh a thought process like you know tell yourself i don't know you know how wonderful memories remember yeah. this or remember that of a person or journaling what what are some of the things that you tell people that helps them through that process the first thing I want them to know is that it is a safe space. You know, sometimes people are not comfortable with sharing, you know, what's happened to them, you know, how they got to the place. So the very first thing I want them to know, it is a, it is a safe place that mm-hmm. whatever you tell me when we're in this process, it is uh, confidential. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, unless you tell me something that's going to harm yourself or others within confidentiality, I want them to know that it's between us, us and the doors that's in the four walls, mm-hmm. that, because that seems to put people at ease once they know that they can share mm-hmm. whatever it is they want to tell me. And so that's the very first thing is I want to make sure they're, they, they know it's a safe place. The second thing is I want to know about their loved one. I'm like, tell mm-hmm. me about this wonderful person tell me who this person is. And so that brings up so many emotions. It's tears, it's laughter. Sometimes people, they jump up and down because they're so excited to tell me about their loved one. And so I want them, I, I, I want them to tell me, but I want to experience what they what they think, what how they felt about this person. And so mm-hmm. once we get to that point, sometimes that takes a couple of sessions for them to tell me who this person is to them and how they've impacted their life. 
So mm -hmm. once I at least learn that about them, the next thing I want them to do is tell me a story. Tell me a story about who this person was and their life and, you know, what it is that they've done for you mm -hmm. and how it, it one, it's impacted you, but how now that they're not here, how has the loss affected them? And so from there, we'll begin to talk about their feelings and then we'll talk about homework assignments and we'll mm. talk about journaling and you know the other different uh things that we use but those are the just some of the beginning stages that I go through with someone as soon as you know they identify that they are in need of therapy and that they are ready to move forward because I find sometimes people they they come they start they, they they're like I got this and then what's called a grief burst out of nowhere you know they begin mm. to feel the emotions the crying and it just overwhelms them and they can't continue and so you know they, they say I can't so I just kind of want to give them some tools in the beginning and if they can't finish that's fine I tell them you know let's re-engage at some point mm -hmm. you let me know when you're ready and then we'll pick back up where we left off you know uh, Sheree, um, I like that the, 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 what you took me through right now, the processes, mm -hmm. because I think it makes it okay for people yeah. to have those memories. And to, like you said, sometimes they'll laugh, tell a story. Tell yeah. me about that person. And it, it, I think that mentally is work, working them through that. It's mm -hmm. expressing, it's sharing that person because they love that person. Yes. You know, and I can see that. And I think that's amazing. Do you find that there's one hurdle that most people, when they're going through the process, mm -hmm. face? Is there, or maybe, you know, different circumstances, right? But is there maybe a common hurdle that you see that people struggle with in their grief process? They do not want to let go. Mm. And of course, you want to hold on to your love you know, that person was everything to you. Mm -hmm. But as I've continued to learn myself, you know, in terms of counseling theories and education and, you know, things like that, I find that there is a theory called continuing bonds. And mm -hmm. so I'm really big on this now because it's, it's not a new theory, but it's to me more relevant now, now that we are in the pandemic and we're coming out of it, mm -hmm. you know, we're able to go to the cemeteries and, you know, visit people. That's how you want to show your love and homage. We're able to have funerals and actually be there for a family. We're able to do the memorials and not just do a balloon release, um, you know, to celebrate our loved ones, but know that they're continually there with you still you know, that just because they're physically not here anymore, they continue to live. And so you still have those bonds with that person, whether they're here or wherever, you know, whatever your faith believes that person mm -hmm. is, they're still here. And so you can still reach out to them. You can still, um, you know, make plans. You can still do things that you guys used to do together, whether it was a family or a couple or a friendship you still can do those things and that person is still going to be there. Wow. That, that's some powerful, powerful stuff. It's, well, you're doing great work. Now you have your book. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your book. 
I have several. My very first. <gasps> Look at me. <laughs> several. Tell us about your book. <laughs> My very first book is 12 Lessons of Healing Through Grief. And so that book came out in November and I lost my beloved Mark in January. And so that was just shy some months, you know, six, seven, eight months after he passed, I had to figure out how to get my story out, you know? And so I sat on the edge of my bed between a sob, between a tear in my journal and I started writing. And so that's kind of what uh, happened with that book. And so from there I wrote, you know, several other books, you know, uh, I, like I said, I'm a woman of faith. And so mm -hmm. I sat one weekend and was like, okay, God, just, I can't do this. You got to help me. Mm -hmm. And so I started writing about, you know, different losses. And so that was the conversation with God. And so that, that's that particular devotional. And then I did a, my own anthology with other women who have lost um, someone. And when I tell you, that book right there is Triumph Over Grief. And so that's where I got that name from. That was such a powerful story. Um, those women shared and poured out, you know, the losses. I had one young lady, she lost her mom and her father within a short time frame. And um, a, another young lady in the book, she lost her mom and her grandmother, short time frame. And uh, another young lady, she was experiencing the loss of her father. And so I talked about the loss of my father and the loss of my beloved. And so that was one of the, one of the most powerful things I had experienced, just knowing not only I've been through this, but others have been through this and they you know, share their story. And so, you know, that just was amazing. And so I have a couple other, you know, books that I've come out with, but I have a journal, it's called Grief Essentials. And so there's one thing in there, it's a grief time tracker. Hmm. When you are grieving, you lose track of time. You don't know what's day or night or up and down. And so there's a grief tracker in there where you can track your time and write different things that you need to do. Because sometimes you need a reminder because you're not thinking clearly or you have so much on your plate. Use the grief tracker to track your time and figure out what's, you know, what's important. You know, what can, do you, what can you do now? What can you do later? What can be held, you know, for another time? And so that's just kind of, one of the things in that particular book and I have just a line journal where people just can write out their thoughts because if you're overwhelmed you got so much stuff you don't know where to start and so that's just a few of the mm -hmm. books that I have that you know I'm, I'm helping people you know using narrative therapy telling their story uh trying to get themselves together as they're dealing with their own grief I love that. I love, love, love that. I think um, it's, it's help. It, it's just amazing where I, I'm, all, well, I'm almost, you know, and which is rare for me, speechless, because oh. it's like, I think, as you're talking, I'm picturing people in my head okay. who've lost their mother, yeah. who has lost their sister, yeah. who's lost their, you know, their adult children, but yeah. they lost, they're still, you're always your babies, right? Yeah. Yes, and, always, always. And having someone like you that says, I have this journal that can help you work yeah. through your grief. I have this, you know, I have a, you know, 
my, yeah, I have my books. I have my Facebook. I have my, I'm a therapist. I I can help you with other things, but this is my specialty. And it's, it's so important to people because if people don't get that, then you can have another tragedy. Yes. Of that person doing something to themselves. Absolutely. And, that's and then, where then, the, then the whole family, right? Now it's yep. double on these people, yep. on your family. Yep. I agree. That's when the depression sets in and suicidal thoughts and so the suicidal ideation and all these other things that can, you know, really affect the mental status of an individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's so impactful. Now, if someone wanted to buy your books or, or your journal, or you're talking about a book they can work through how could they find it is there they're available all on amazon um all they have to do is just search my name shree barnes or go to my bitly bitly link bit.ly forward slash uh shree books and all of the collection will come up okay great because we're going to post that we're going to put that on um when we put this uh, out on the podcast and youtube we're going to get all that information for yeah. people that they want to get a hold of you, yeah, how to do yeah. so. But I just wanted to say the work that you're doing is so important, so amazing. And um, I'm so happy. Thank you so much for taking the time to come um, on here with us and share your specialty and your heart with us. We appreciate that. Is there mm-hmm. anything else you would want to add before we sign off a little bit? Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me. It has been a pleasure. And I have a free gift for um, your audience. Um, mm-hmm. It's a um, it's a, a download um, of the Time Tracker um, mm-hmm. for Grief Essentials. And so they can pick that up at uh, griefessentials.org. Mm-hmm. And all they do is put their information in and they'll get a copy of it along with some other worksheets. Oh, that's great. And we'll put that information on there yep. for everyone. Yep. So um, we appreciate you coming on. It's been a great Thank conversation. You. And we'll see everyone next week. Okay. Bye.